It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins Wilkins. on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Hard rim around the boards. Orloff, centering pass. Standing on it was Kuznetsov. Another drop in. Tight for Ovechkin. Broken up by Pugliarvi. Three on two. Edmonton. McDavid with speed. Backdoor. One timer. Off the post. Rebound. Score. Pat Maroon. And the Oilers get the immediate response. Three to one. Edmonton. Patrick Maroon. Second of the year. Great goaltending and timely scoring, and that's one of the timely goals tonight. Patrick Maroon early in the third period, just a minute 16 after Alexander Ovechkin had pulled Washington within a goal, and the Oilers win again. 4-1 the final here at Rogers Place over the Washington Capitals. It's 10:33. Thanks for tuning in from the Terry Peranish Team Broadcast Center along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. You can reach us 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. We're going to go down into the Oilers dressing room in about a minute or two here to hear from Cam Talbot. Rob, First of all, Talbot continues to be a huge story. His fourth consecutive victory, coming off a week where he went 3-0 and and uh, had a shutout and a 1.00 goals against average. He comes up big again tonight with 34 saves. And, and twins. He had that last week, too. It was a busy week for him. Very good tonight. Uh, you know, the, thir- the first period, there's a couple times it got away from the Oilers, and he was there to stand tall. The second period, the Oilers didn't get their first shot until Nugent, well, I guess, sorry, Pouliot scored the goal. Capitals had pressure. They had control of the second period. And Talbot, again, he, he just looks composed in there. You know, earlier in the season when they had the, the games against the Calgary Flames, he seemed to be flailing. He seemed to be diving one side to another. And I remember Tommy Brasso, who I played with in Pittsburgh, said, if I have to make a huge save, if I have to lunge from one side to the other, it means I was probably out of position to start with. Talbot isn't that. Right now he's always in position. There's nothing bouncing off him. He's swallowing everything up, and he's giving the Oilers quality starts every time he steps in. And Talbot in the dressing room, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale Well, Cam, uh, the team continues to roll, and uh, so do you. You shut down a pretty high-powered offense, but I get the sense that it sort of took a team effort to sort of limit the, the Caps offensively there tonight. Yeah, they're not an easy team to contain. Hey, all you can do is hope to contain them. You can never really stop them. So um, I think we did a pretty good job tonight. Our penalty kill was outstanding. Uh, we didn't let anything through the seams. We made them go uh, up and around us and keep them to the outside and came up with some big blocks as well so that's uh, that's a high powered pen- or power play over there and our penalty kill is up to the challenge tonight so it was a it was a huge win for us um just what happened there with Oshie in front that you seem to go after him take exception to him sort of driving the net and pushing at you there yeah it wasn't like if he was just digging at the puck I would have had no problem with it but as soon as he starts cross-checking my knees I mean I've never seen a goal allowed when the guy's cross-checking at the goalie's knee and not going for the puck so I took exception to that I wasn't happy about it but after that it was just business as usual and we got back to playing the game I mean, there's lots of talk about, I mean, you guys 
big wins for the team, beating teams like Washington. But at this point in the season, I mean, you guys are six and one. Are you sort of expecting to win these games? I mean. These games are a good measuring stick for us, and I think so far we've been up to the task. Uh, we still have uh, uh, some things to, to clean up, obviously, and uh, we're going to keep moving forward and building off these big wins, but this is a confident group in here, and, and now we know that we can, we can beat teams that are in the upper echelon there, and, and uh, now, like I said, I think that we're, we're going to go into these games knowing that we uh, that we got a good chance of uh, coming out on top. Reed, that's uh, Cam Talbot. Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room tonight. 4-1 the final over the Washington Capitals. Talbot, ha uh, Talbot had a shutout streak of 136 minutes and 32 seconds end when Ovechkin jammed one in nine seconds into the third period. But obviously Talbot more concerned about the win rather than how long between goals, though it was uh, a nice, uh, pretty nice streak. Just some other notes for the Oilers tonight, and we're going to get to the phone lines right away. Benoit Pouliot scored twice. Ryan Nugent Hopkins picks up two assists. Connor McDavid retakes the scoring lead over Austin Matthews with two assists tonight. And the first one, it was funny. I was up here giggling. You can, you can be watch Connor McDavid on video. You can watch Connor McDavid in the highlights. You can be told over and over and over again, this kid is fast. But until you play against him, I don't think you realize how fast he was. He got the puck in his zone. Uh, Carlson, who's a very, very good defenseman in the National Hockey League, was in perfect position. He was about 15 feet behind, uh, in, sorry, in front of McDavid. And McDavid, McDavid just started skating. And Carlson, I mean, it was like there was a look of shock on his face. How is this guy coming so fast? He has to turn, still can't catch him. So McDavid gave him a 15-foot head start. And McDavid still drives past him and, and creates the first goal. So teams from the East who don't get to see McDavid as often, I think there's a, a surprise factor and a wow factor when they see McDavid for the first time. That was a big goal at the time. Maroon following up, throwing it into an empty net because they needed a response. We've seen before when the Oilers have a lead, things are going well, something bad happens. Nine seconds into the period, Ovechkin scores. All of a sudden, they wilt. Instead, they do the opposite. They come on, they get stronger as that period goes on. Oilers win at 4-1. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. We'll start off with Cam tonight. Hi, Cam. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. Hey, Rob. I enjoyed watching you play junior NHL as well. Actually, uh run into your dad once in a while around the BC rinks as well. He's a real nice guy, so always enjoy uh, picking his brain whenever I can. So, Well, thank you very much. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the big thing I was going to say first and foremost is I thought that we probably gave away, over the past three years, we probably gave away 25 to 30 games just on goaltending, and I've always evaluated goaltenders by not the ones they make, but it's unfair, but the ones that they let in that are soft. And I just think that's the biggest difference this year is, is Talbot is stable back there. The other thing I was going to say is it looks like we're going to be able to play heavy hockey this year. Um, I guess that's kind of my first question is, are we going to be able to match up to teams? Do we have the depth to be able to take the big boys in and be able to skate with those teams? That would be my question number one. And number two is, and I don't know if you want me to stay on the line or not, you guys can cut me off if you want, but uh, the second question I'd have is, does our skill have enough grit and depth to be able to play against a team that can really you know, play abrasively? For instance, when you take an Eberle, a Nugent Hopkins, if we end up matching up against, uh, I'm not saying we're going to see him, but a guy like a Dubinsky, uh, that, that type of player, does our skill type 
group, does that group have the tenacity and grit? I guess it remains to be seen, but at first blush, with things going well, do you guys think if we get into a series where guys are banging us hard, can guys like Nuge and Eberle and and that that type of player can they can they bang so and yeah. and and handle it? So I guess those would be my questions, and and I just look forward to hearing them answered. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Well, the the first question you talked about: can they play against uh, the heavy teams and the teams in the Western Conference? Well, there is two huge matchups this week for for the Oilers. Uh, try and test to see where they are. One was against the St. Louis Blues. One was against the Washington Capitals. The Blues, big, heavy team. Team that the Oilers have struggled mightily against over the last number of years. And, and the Oilers played very well against them. 1-3-1. They played the heavy game. At times, took it to the St. Louis Blues. And they showed that they can play that style of game. Now, it's just one game, but it's something that we haven't seen in the past here. Second game was against the Capitals, which is a skilled team. Like this, the way they move the puck on their power play and the, the type players they have up front, it was a, entirely, a team built entirely on skill. And the Oilers came out and, and played that team and won 4-1. So 7-2, they outscored these two top teams that are built two completely different ways. So that's that's a good sign for the others. As for our, our Eberle and Nugent Hopkins and the skilled players uh, got enough rasp in their game to play in a playoff series, that we don't know. I mean, the others, they haven't played a playoff game. They haven't played an important game in the, the number of years that Eberle and Nugent Hopkins have been here. So right now I think it's baby steps. They're showing that they can play and win games against the elite teams in the National Hockey League. If they do enough of that, then maybe we'll see if these guys can compete in the playoffs. But that is a long ways away. And right now, as Milan Lucic was talking about, they're taking it game by game. And I think that's the way you have to do it. Oilers win at 4-1 over the Capitals. Oh, man, they had a power play when they were at 4. They had a chance to get to 5 to turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. When the Oilers do hit 5 or more, we activate it, and you can print up a free appetizer coupon which you can use at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. We have Jared on the line. Hey, Jared, go ahead, man. Hi, Reed and Rob. Uh, I, I kind of felt like that was a statement game where the whole hockey world was watching and be like, are these guys for real? Or, or, or how are they going to fare against the great Washington Capitals? And I knew we were going to win. I, I, I mean, I didn't know, but I, I really had confidence. And it's been so long. It's been ten freaking since we lost Chris Pronger that I have felt that confidence. And uh, Larson and Sakara and Talbot, like, wow, like what a surprise! I mean, these guys are awesome, and our penalty kill is awesome, and we bullied them all night. And that's uh, all I Oh, and uh, you were talking about the Blues, Rob, but uh, the Jets are way bigger. The Blue, all the players, I've been listening to post-game interviews, they're all saying, well, the Blues are a little smaller, but the Jets are probably the biggest team in the league. And we had our way with them, too. I'm not, like, so cocky and confident that it's, you know, but I, I sure feel good like I haven't for since 2006. Well, yeah, thanks, Jared. It's great to hear from you, man. I know you call Inside Sports as well, so thanks for phoning. The, the I would still say the Blues are a big team, maybe not quite as big as the, as the last couple of years. Um, but but here's here's the thing about the Oilers. Regardless of the, the competition, good teams 
aren't always talking about, like, you always game plan for the competition, but good teams also say, you know what, this is what we do well, and we're going to make the other team worry about us. And the Oilers have not been able to say that enough <laughs> in recent years. Now, McDavid makes other teams worry. You talked about the speed. But now, I, I mean, I hope this continues long term. You get the sense that if it's a close game, the Oilers have the ability to stay in it. Look, they're not going to go 81-1, and but this game was scoreless after the first period, into the second period, teetering a little bit the first few minutes of the second period, and they get the big goal, and then they kill some penalties, and their goalie keeps making saves, and then they get another timely goal by getting the puck to the net and creating a second opportunity. So at least I'm getting that sense where it's like, okay, they, they can keep games in control, and either be able to take the lead or at least be into a sh- within a shot going down the stretch. Well, yeah, they've got belief. And it's something that they may have said before, but they, they didn't have it. And you could tell by their play there wasn't that belief. There was a lot of hope in games in the past that if it was close, I hope that we can right. win this game. But there was never the belief that they will. And, I mean, there's a, a couple things. When you got... You've, they've they've got more depth than they've they've ever had. Uh, you look at with McDavid, he's, he's number one line automatically, but they've got a second and a third line with Drysdale and Nugent Hopkins, who are playing against lesser pairings of defensemen. And Nugent Hopkins, who's I mean he's playing in a checking role right now, but he's the number one center here for for years, playing against the other team's best defensemen each and every time he stepped on the ice. Doesn't have to worry about that now. So now in the third period, when the Oilers are running their three lines as they have been. They've got three lines that are capable of scoring. And a lot of teams don't have that. And then you throw in the the bonus that the Oilers have had this year with their fourth line kicking in some goals with Pit, Pitlick and Latestu. All of a sudden, if it is close, the Oilers do have an opportunity to win hockey games. Where in the past, if the Oilers' top line, normally Hall, Everly, Nugent Hopkins, if they didn't score, the Oilers didn't win. So the depth of the Oilers, much better in the past. It's early in the season. And the one thing you're going to start to notice now, too, the games are going to get tougher simply by the fact the Oilers aren't going to surprise anybody anymore. A 6-1 and one record will now wake up and open a lot of eyes around the league. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing that. And, and often McClellan has, McClellan has said after 10 games, the league tends to get a little tougher because guys settle in. Maybe some rookies you were experimenting with might might go back to the minors or not play as much. So, I, I mean, I, I look forward to that. I, I look forward to seeing how, how they stand up to it. And it's great to have some points in the bank. Oh, absolutely. At 6-1, uh, I, I mean, there, there's fine. You can pick apart whatever you want about it, but but I'd sooner be uh, I'd sooner be doing that than being one and six or whatever another combination would be. Four one, the Oilers win tonight. We will go in a few minutes into the Capitals dressing room. That'll be for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. But we have our buddy Chris from Phoenix on the line. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's up? Just chilling out. Wow. Let's go Oilers, man. That that was, This is an amazing win. I got a lot of points to get to here. And uh, first and foremost, um, the pushback. Good teams, when they, when they face adversity, nine seconds in, uh, third period. Third period or second period? I can't, can't remember. Third, uh, period. third period, yeah. Um, Ovechkin scores on a, on a, on a gaffe by uh, Cassian, which is okay. Uh, we come back uh, and, and we put the puck in the net. And we uh, re- retain the, the two-goal lead. Uh, those are those are signs of a good hockey team. Uh, also, we must be terrifying um, the rest of the league because not only do we have skill and speed now, but we have size, and we push back, and we lean on teams. 
as opposed to us leaning on teams. As far as uh, the grit with our skilled players, Eberle and Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, they don't need to, to, to be gritty. We have those guys. We have the Luchiches. We have the Maroons. We have the Cassians. We have Pitlick who could do that. But if, if, you, if you noticed, Eberle is getting a little gritty too. I, I saw him in, uh, in the offensive zone or either offensive zone or, the, uh, or our zone where he was, uh, he was cross-checking a player. He was getting in there. He was getting dirty. So that's good. Um, and uh, my, final, uh, my final comment here is uh, to all the naysayers, I remember uh, reading Twitter and, and, and all, the, all the people that were uh, calling for uh, Shirelli's head and he's not going to last the end of the year. They're going to get rid of him. For the bad moves that he's made, and he's made a couple, he's made some pretty outstanding moves, and they're paying off right now. You're looking at uh, Cam Talbot traded for by uh, by Shirelli. You're looking at uh, Lucic, signed for by Shirelli. You're looking at Russell, acquired by Shirelli, uh, signing him. Pat Maroon, he stole. I don't know how he did that. Plus, he got them to pay some, some, some salary. Same thing. He's made some pretty pretty good, uh, and not to mention Larson. Larson has looked looked steady out there. He's looked steady in our zone. Him and Clefbaum for being just over eight million total as a top pairing to D unit, looking amazing. So let's keep this going. We have a chance to win three more games here. Playing uh, Ottawa, playing Vancouver, playing uh, who else? We got uh, Toronto. Yeah, next three are uh, Vancouver, Ottawa, and uh, Toronto. And Toronto's the start of a, a tough five-game road trip, which will be another another uh, interesting thing to see how they handle it. Chris, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow, man. Thanks for calling, okay? Awesome. Thanks, man. 780-496-0063. The Oilers do win 4-1 tonight. Four goals means $100 to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. That's courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give uh, 25 bucks for every goal all season long, and the Oilers have been filling the net uh, three, at least three goals in six of their seven games. Obviously, they only got two against uh, Buffalo. They, they were saving. They didn't want any extras in that Buffalo game. They're saving them for the others. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully saved a couple more for this weekend in Vancouver and then home to Ottawa. Um, Derek in Vancouver says uh, Lucic makes other guys bigger. Third period tonight, Eberle cross-checked a capital in the corner. The capital got up, skated to Eberle. Lucic came over and took over. Lucic is letting other players play bigger and with a heavier stick. Another texter says, do you know why the Oilers are playing with the orange jerseys instead of the blue ones? The Oilers uh, have worn the orange jerseys three times this season. We knew they were going to wear them in the Heritage Classic. They did not uh, announce it ahead of time for the home opener and for tonight's game. They originally said the orange jersey would be a one-season only for the final year at Rexall Place, but they were so popular, they decided to bring them back. They will wear them between 12 and 15 times this season. I don't know if they're eventually going to put the schedule out or not, but that's what I know about the jerseys as a little bit uh, of an aside. Well, the, the first text you talked about, uh, Everly playing a little little tougher, a little meaner with Lucic on his wing. I know from experience, when you got toughness playing with you, you are tougher. It just, it, when you can look over your shoulder and say, all right, I got you behind me, buddy. Okay, here I'm going to go in the corner and my stick's going to come up a little higher this time than it normally does. So, yeah, having toughness in your lineup. There's nothing worse when you're a skilled player and you look down your your bench and you're like, ooh, I might be the fifth toughest guy on this team. <laughs> but when you look down your bench and you see size and you see meanness, you see nastiness, now you're like, okay, those guys got my back. So, yeah, the, the Oilers 
play tougher because they have tougher guys backing them up. Well, and quite frankly, I mean, absolutely, I agree with what people are saying about Lucic. But we can we talk about that deflection? Oh, great! Well, that's a great deflection Absolutely. on the fourth goal. It's knowing it's knowing what your strengths are. In Milan Lucic, his strength is going in front of the net, screening the goaltender. No one's going to move him. And then it was it was a perfect shot. It was a shot that was just wide of the goalie, which allows your stick to bring the puck back in. And I, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see Lucic do, do that this year. It was a you've got the the McDavid and and uh, Drysital playing catch all around the, the outside, bringing the defenseman out. They go back to the point. Now you got Lucic wide open in front of the net. Sekera, good shot, getting the puck on net. Doesn't have to be a pow- powerful one. Just get it through, gets through. A nice hands by Lucic. Oilers win 4-1 over the Capitals, 780-496-0063. We have Greg standing by. Hello, Greg. Hey, guys. How's it going again? Good. Uh, first, I want to say go Cubs go. First hey, off. Yes, they did. Uh, anyway, the other thing I want to say is, so far this year, um, I think this is the best game they've played systematically and positionally. Um, it looked very good tonight. Everybody was in there where they're supposed to be. They they cut off the passing lanes. They're good with their sticks. Uh, their breakouts were good. The first period was kind of a lull, but um, when the game was going, they 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 played really well. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was it's it's nice to see that size in our lineup uh, to finally, well, not finally come through, but to, to see that where um, we can break the forecheck and we can and, and, and get the puck back so that we can all go the pass and then do what we got to do. The other thing is, um, I don't know if you watched the game on TV or not, but uh, there was a guy, um, I know, in the corner, and as soon as the camera was on down there, he stood up, turned around, and gave some inappropriate gestures to the camera just so he can be on TV. And I think, um, you know, just like the the, the Blue Jay uh, game where the guy threw the, the beer on the field, when people do that at, at, at hockey games on national television and are that disrespectful, they shouldn't, they should be, there should be some type of punishment for that because not only that, my kids are watching the game, I'm watching the game, and seeing that is inappropriate. And if you're going to go to the game just to do that, then I think you shouldn't be going to the games. Yeah, fair comment. We didn't see that because we're obviously we're watching most of the game live. But Dwayne, thanks a lot for calling. We appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got to take a quick time out here. Plenty more to come. We got, uh, or sorry, that was Greg. We got Dwayne James and Rob coming up next on the line. Post game reaction from both locker rooms. The Oilers are six and one. It's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Capitals race it up the left-hand side on the power play. It's Ovich get a centering pass. Quick shot. Save made by Talbot on Oji. And he sprawls out to get a whistle just in time. That puck technically loose. And now Talbot throwing the blocker in. And he's getting in the mix. Talbot just threw a right hand. A big pileup. And the Oilers take exception to Washington messing with a netminder. All right. There's your save of the game. Could have been your punch of the game. Punch of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, business, and goalie net with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Cam Talbot, great again tonight. He was the second star with 34 saves. Benoit Pouliot, the first star with two goals. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with two assists. The third star, our fourth star of the game, is for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. So I'm going to give it to uh, Milan Lucic. Good all-around game and a big power play goal. Uh, very good. I mean, on t- uh, tonight's game, there's a number of guys. I'm going to go with the defensive pairing of Darnell Nurse 
and Eric Greiba. Between the two of them, they were plus two with eight hits, and I thought they were solid. I mean, they didn't get a lot of five on five against the Ovechkin line. That was that was Clef bomb. That was his pairing. But a lot of penalty killing. You saw Nurse out there with with Greiba against the the top players of the of the Washington Capitals, and the Washington Capitals are deep. It's not just one line, and they shut them down. I thought they had a very strong game as a third pairing, and to me, together, they're the fourth star of the game. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Dwayne standing by. Hey, Dwayne, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, thanks for the call, taking my call. Hey, uh, Larson looked really uh, calm in the backhand there, and, uh, you know, Talbot, what do you say about him tonight? I mean... <laughs> He was amazing. Now, Washington players should be uh, suspended for cross-checking him in the knees. That was just crap. And then sitting there all night and listening to uh, how the crowd reacted to Lucci after he scored his goal, everybody's screaming, Lou. And then he looked up at the stands and smiled. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's another guy that everybody loved that played like that, and he was one of the most beloved Oilers. And I think Lucci is becoming rapidly one of our favorites. Well, I think Lucic is going to be a favorite anywhere he goes, just the way he plays the game and the honesty he plays with it. And you talk about Larson, the calmness that he plays and the confidence that he plays with out there. Larson right now is brought in. I mean, they gave up a big price to get him, brought in to be the number one pairing right, right-handed defenseman to play against the other team's top players. Just look how far the Oilers have come. The last guy that they had in here that was playing 25, 27 minutes, Justin Schultz was in that exact same role. And uh, Justin Schultz was put in the wrong role. And I, I like him uh, as a player, but in a different position. Now look what they've got now in Larson. I mean, he's out there five minutes into the game, two hands, Ovechkin in the back of the knee. Physical. I think he had five hits again tonight, Larson did. Plays almost 18 minutes, plus one. The Oilers have a legitimate top pairing that they can put out against the other team's best players and feel comfortable. And... Uh, he has been, I think, everything that they had hoped for. And I think he's only going to get better. He's still a young man and when it comes to uh, uh, playing in the National Hockey League as a defenseman. They, they mature slower than the forwards do. He's only going to get better, and I think that bodes well for the Oilers. All right, we got a break for the news and let you know what's going on around the world. And with the weather, James and Rob are up next on the phone lines. The Oilers get it done. Pouliot scores twice. Talbot brilliant in that a 4-1 decision over the Capitals. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Over the line, Nugent Hopkins bounced one toward the net, save made on a backhander wide, Pouliot, then he banked it off, holding it in. Benoit Pouliot's got two tonight, and the Oilers go up 2-0 late second period. That turned out to be the game-winning goal. Benoit Pouliot bank shot off Holtby's back and in his second of two, and the Oilers win their fourth straight 4-1 over the Washington Capitals. The Caps goal scored by Alexander Ovechkin. Here he is, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Well, obviously, we. I think the first, uh, so, sec, uh, the second period, I think we have pretty good chances. But um, I make turnover, bad play, and uh, they kind of uh, almost await our mistake. And uh, um, 
the skill guys up front and uh, we, we didn't use our strength in uh, front of their net. Um, you know, they scored first goal and, uh, you know, scored second and the third, like, scored right away and uh, the next shift, uh, they scored another one. It's kind of looks like, uh, you know, make a uh, didn't execute our plays, uh, make a bad decisions, and it cost us a game. You guys had a lot of zone time uh, on those power plays early. I mean, do you look back on that as kind of some missed opportunities here? Yeah, I think uh, um, our execution and uh, my execution when I have a chance to, to shoot the puck, it's, uh, it's uh, been not that good. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, is blame on us. Uh, I would say if we didn't get success, it's uh, it's not about their kill. It's uh, it's all about us because I think we have the skill. We knew exactly what we have to do, but at the same time we didn't do it. And uh, you know, uh, with our experience and our uh, skill, we have to use it an advantage. I think. How was uh, the, the, how did you, how was your what was your perception of the juggling the lines tonight? Uh, uh, I think when we uh, lose uh, one goal or two goal, um, the coach tried to uh, find different ways maybe, you know. Um, this time it didn't work out, but I think uh, you know, our ex- execution, how I said, it was not that good. Um, you know, um, you know we Everybody understands in this room we have to play better. Uh, starts from me and uh, all the leaders, uh, obviously. So um, they have to follow us, and, and we have to set example. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Scott. Scott Johnson in the Capitals dressing room. A somber Alexander Ovechkin. He gets his fourth of the season, but the Oilers win at 4-1. Uh, he was okay tonight. Uh, not great. Okay, I thought that the Nugent Hopkins line did a very good job five on five and not giving them any opportunities. I mean, his best chances came on the power plate. He had uh, what, four shots, a couple of missed shots, a lot of attempts on the power plate with his big one-timer. And even then, he, he was getting attempts, but another great job by the Oilers penalty killers who kept getting in the lane, not allowing him the, the, the angle that he needed to put the puck past Talbot. So uh, they came in with a plan on how to deal with Ovechkin, and I thought they they weren't perfect because he had a goal, but they were pretty darn close. Oilers win it 4-1 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. You can get us 780-496-0063. James is on the line. Hello, James. Go ahead. Hey, good night, boys. Hi. Hey, uh, long-time Caps fan. Uh you know, no no excuses. They haven't played since Saturday, and they looked asleep tonight. <laughs> God help when Trotz gets a hold of them tomorrow, and God God bless Vancouver and Calgary in the upcoming Western trip, because they're going to be the same again. But, hey, kudos to the others. They've been off just as long. I'll tell you the difference, and I was at last year's game, was like beer league hockey playing against Edmonton. But I'll tell you, they got the size, and the difference is they've kept the speed. And Shirelli's done a hell of a job, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I don't think the I don't think the Caps were they didn't show up tonight, man. They just they just looked disinterested, et cetera. But kudos kudos to the Oil. But hey, you know what? I think the Oil are headed in the next direction, and uh, you know the fans should be should be hopeful and all that stuff. But hey, it's one thing to make the playoffs. Let's get there first, and then. Uh, 
once you get them, it's a whole different ball game. You need that experience. But, man, there they headed in the right direction. They looked awesome tonight. James, you live in Edmonton? I live in Edmonton, man. And I'll tell you, I've always been a Cowboys fan. All the way back to the days when uh, Ally Afraidy had actually hairdo. How come? I'm just curious. Bondra, Marouk, the whole boys. I don't change my allegiances, but... what, what, James, what got you into cheering for the Capitals? I'm curious. Seriously? Yeah. Just uh, Tier 2 Junior, College of Valley Capitals. Oh, oh gotcha. Go. BC, okay. BC Junior Hockey League. Perfect. Okay. Thanks for calling, but, man. Uh, but it. I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you, the Oilers, they're there. They just, now it's experience. Shirelli's done a hell of a job. He's made them heavy. And he's made him heavy with speed. That's the whole kicker right there. Yeah, they're they're a whisker, but now they're they they look good, but they gotta they it's experience now. Yeah, you know? for sure. And God bless them because my Capitals have been there, and their their window is now. Because next year with all with all the uh, the free agency that's going on, I'll tell you, man, as a Capitals fan, they're just like a girl. They just when you undo their bra, you think you can get some, okay. and then they want to neck. Right. That's that's good, Jace. We get the idea. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the the thing is, everybody knew the Oilers needed to add size, but you couldn't go. To, you can't go totally in one direction. I mean, a lot of people. And, look, there will be more changes. And, Rob, we always said one of Hall, Nugent Hopkins, and Everly will be traded. And some people would call in or text in and say, well, no, you got to get rid of all three. You can't have all three on the team. It's like, well, hold on a second. Someone's, you still need some guy. Even without McDavid, you still need some other guys to score some goals. So, he, I mean, Shirelli's working on a blend here as opposed to just, well, let's just overload with one ingredient. Well, you need it. I mean, if you look at this year in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, the Penguins in the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks were the size. The Penguins were the, the skill, and skill won out. And, and to me, it should have been a sweep. They dominated every single game. So you, you want to get bigger to play in the Western Conference, but you can't get bigger for the sake of giving up skill. And the Oilers have both right now. They've got guys that could play the game with, with the, their skill level, and you've got guys that can play the game a different style with their size. And right now, the the combination is working. Now, again, it is very early in the season. And the the others may have surprised a few of the teams. They've had a good uh, schedule, a benefiting schedule thus far. But they have taken care of business, and they just got to keep rolling with it. So uh, let's enjoy it while it lasts and hope that it lasts a little bit longer. 4-1 the final tonight. Let's get in Rob here because he's also going to finish the play with us, so he'll have a chance to qualify for a grand prize draw for 1000 bucks to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. But first, Rob, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener. First time caller. How's it going? Good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Kellen, we got to check that connection. We, we, we had Rob waiting. He's a first-time caller. We want to make sure we get him on, but he was cutting out there. So we want to make sure uh, we're able to get through to him. Uh, our adjustment of the game is for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say for me, Rob, the adjustment of the game, and maybe it's the adjustment of the season, uh, one of the adjustments of the season, but but he's a uh, he's played five games now. I thought for Jesse Puliarve that was his most composed and controlled game. He's still not playing a lot, about 12 minutes tonight. I think they're still evaluating in terms of how long he's going to be, be here. But it's also nice you can have this young guy in the lineup. 
He doesn't have to pull the wagon like Hall and Nugent Hopkins did as as rookies. And, uh, you know, I know he would have liked to finish that one. He got an assist off the post. But but I thought for him, you know, he is adjusting to life in the NHL. He is. He's got a lot of adjustments to do. Uh, I think that he still seems a little, uh, I think the game seems a little fast for him right now. Uh, he gets more comfortable, obviously, every time he plays a game. And he's only going to get better. I, I mean, the the goal was a, a, that Maroon scored was set up by McDavid, but it was Bliarvi getting up there and getting in the right position and put it off the post. But he's getting chances, and I think that's the biggest thing. You want to get chances, eventually they'll go in for you. All right, let's try Rob again. Hopefully we got better sound coming through. Rob, do we have you? Yeah, fellas, I'm here. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, just two things, well, a comment and a question. Uh, the first one is, uh, i got to say that this is the first time since uh, 44 left that I can honestly say that that swagger's back. Uh, you know, the first seven games of the year, it, it seems like there's a lot of pushback, and it seems like a lot of teams uh, aren't just going to walk in here and play shitting hockey and walk out with two points. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they do have some swagger, and I think the, the swagger started last year when they picked up uh, Maroon. You saw he had some swagger. He came from an organization that was used to winning hockey games, and you saw a little swagger, and it continued this summer with the the addition of Milan Lucic, who's come from a Stanley Cup championship team. They only know about winning, so I think that's where the swagger starts, and it carries over, and it rubs off on his teammates. Yeah, it's definitely exciting, that's for sure. Uh, And then my question for you guys is, is, uh, I was trying to rack my brains. I can't remember the last time the Oilers were five games over five hundred. Uh, they were nine, three, and two at the start of Nugent Hopkins' rookie season, and then I think, and I believe they only won eight of their next thirty-eight games. So I really <laughs> hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah, let, let's hope history doesn't repeat right, itself I, I, there. That's for sure. I think they're a little better equipped. Uh, a lot of that was Habby Bulan. They were getting oh, grossly outshot yes. in the fall of twenty eleven. Now a no. lot of this is Talbot, but I, I think there's more going on than just the goalie here. Yeah, for sure. All right, Rob, you're going to finish the play. Take a look at uh, or have a listen to this. Don't try to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Have a listen to this uh, Jack Michaels play-by-play. Off to Alex Ovechkin. Loves the setup. Top of the left circle on the Washington power play. When it's going, this is a vaunted five-man unit. Ovechkin, one-timer left circle. Now, does that result in a shot blocked by Chris Russell or a save by Cam Talbot? Oh, I'll say a shot blocked by Chris Russell. Let's find out. Off to Alex Ovechkin. Loves the setup. Top of the left circle on the Washington power play. When it's going, this is a vaunted five-man unit. Ovechkin, one-timer left circle. Okay, well, it is. <laughs> Kellen played, he played the same thing again, but that's all right. It was a shot blocked by Chris Russell. What a four he had tonight. So <laughs> Times are tough. So, we couldn't afford the rest yeah, of the tape yeah, there. We ran out of tape. Go to Brian Hall's office and find some real to real. Don't go around my office right now. Uh, Rob is in the grand prize draw for a thousand bucks to Integra Tire Auto Center. Tell you what, Benoit Pouliot, two goals tonight. Here he is, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. All, all this talk about the, the high flying caps coming to town, but I mean, you guys limit them to one goal and score for yourselves. So what was the key to getting the job done tonight? Good defense, track back, pressure on their uh, in their zone, and I think we did a good job. Talbot was awesome again tonight, which was huge. 
finish with what over 30 shots. So it's uh, we need him every night like that, and we gotta get going in front of him too. So it was good. Sort of a stalemate until you broke through with that, that first goal there in the second, and then another one after. Nice to chip in offensively. For sure, yeah. It's is the you know it was the plan all along against that team. It's not easy to get offense, and when you uh, push their D back, you drive to the net, you create something, and Newage made some great plays on both goals. Clef drove two at the on the second goal, and it's just good bounces on our side for sure. What does this mean, big picture, for the team? I mean, does this prove that this team's really turned it around? Yeah, still got a lot of work to do, but I think this start is huge for us. We uh, last couple of years, I, has, I can speak personally. Since I've been here, we haven't really had that great starts, and it's tough to get back and climb back. And now we're having a good start. We just got to keep it going. Read that's Benoit Pouliot. All right, Benoit Pouliot into his third season. As an oiler. Well, I can tell you this. His first year as an oiler, they were... Hang on, I'm finding it. It wasn't good. What were they, 4-15-2? To start the year? Was that Well, he wasn't here that year. That was uh, Aiken's first year. Then Pouliot was here the year after that. They were, uh, you know, 6-9-2. and two. Then they were, well, they were 6-15-5 and five at one point. That and was it on December third. And, and uh last year they were six twelve and one and then they were, you know, ten, fifteen and two. So they've already won six games. So we'll we'll see where they go. But Pouliot picks up a couple tonight. A couple of penalties too again for Pouliot. Uh Different evaluation for you on the penalties tonight, Rob? Well, the first penalty was an aggressive penalty with a cross-check to, to Ovi, and it was to me that's that's an okay penalty to get. If you're being aggressive, you're being physical, uh, and you get caught going over the line a little bit, fine. Team will kill that one off. The other one was a weird one. He grabbed the puck and threw it. Probably shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> the ref saw that it was pretty easy. Uh, but, I mean, all in all, I thought that line with Nugent Hopkins and Cassian was very good tonight. Their task was to play five-on-five five against the Ovechkin line. Ovechkin got the one goal to start the, uh, the third period. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot going on for Ovechkin five-on-five. And Pouliot scores two goals. So they won that matchup and a huge reason why the Oilers won tonight's game. All right, 780-496-0063. Dane is hanging on the line. Hey, Dane, go ahead. Hey there. Uh, just wanted to comment quickly on uh, how much better I think uh, the breakout and our zone entries have been this year. And uh, also, just quickly on Lucci ending uh, up for Ebbs at the end of the game there. Uh, he also did so quickly... Uh, Responded very quickly uh, with McDavid early on in the season. Then I think uh, like there's like you know one or two minutes left in the game, and he's willing to stand up for his teammate in a game that we're winning 4-1. I think that's awesome. And uh, just lastly, that the fan support uh, has been great, uh, and I hope that that you know can because these players have had you know deal with the jerseys being thrown on the ice and the booze and all that. So it probably feels pretty good for them. Uh, to hear a standing O after that, so yeah. Dane, thanks a lot. He 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 brought up a point about their about the, the breakouts, uh, which uh, I mean it's it's hard to debate that they are 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 a lot smoother than they have been in the past. Well, part of it is they have better players than they've had in the past. So that makes a big difference. They're back better on the back end. You know, last year, I mean your 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 best defenseman Clefbaum missed most of the season, and then it was. 
I mean, you were lower and lower when you look at the depth chart, the number of players that were playing for them last year. So they're better, so that's going to make it easier to break out. The transition going into the offensive zone, they're smarter with the puck. You don't see the the, the huge giveaways in the neutral zone. Uh, Todd McCullen has them playing a certain way. If you've got an odd man break, absolutely go for it. If not, get pucks in deep, chip and chase. So they they have been much better. And obviously the uh, the record shows that they're playing a smarter hockey game because they're six and one on the season you don't have a six and one record if you're playing dumb hockey so no they've they've adapted to Todd McCullen's approach to the game and they've got the the players that are and the ability to to do it and uh, execute it well a 4-1 win for the Oilers tonight they scored their first goal on their first shot of the second period, they were hemmed in a bit. They broke out. Nugent Hopkins took a shot, ticked in off Pouliot. That was 7.48 into the second period. They went on from there. Another note, Mark Letestu was a little shaken up with 7.44 left. He went down awkwardly behind the net. He did return for a shift late late in the game, so we hope that his, he's okay. K-Jam is going to be next on the phone line. You will also hear from the winning head coach, Todd McClellan. 4-1 Oilers, the final. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Hey, that's a good night for left-wingers. Pouliot with two, Maroon and Lucic with one each scoring for the Oilers as they knock off the Washington Capitals 4-1. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with two assists. Connor McDavid with two assists, so he surpasses Austin Matthews to lead the NHL in scoring. Also helpers tonight for Clefbaum, Pouliot-Yarvi, and Sekera, Oilers 1-for-4 on the power play. Capitals 0-for-3 with their man advantages. The final shots 35-29 for the Caps. That's a quick game summary. It's overtime open line on Oilers Radio 630 Chet along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 11:27. A look at the out-of-town scoreboard quickly. Ducks pounding the Predators 6-1, Rob. It wasn't pretty for the Nashville Predators tonight. Pekka Rene, he was pulled early in the hockey game, and even then it didn't make a difference. Anaheim finally got on a bit of a roll. Rangers beat the Bruins 5-2, and the Montreal Canadiens stay a point ahead of the Oilers for first overall. Canadians have won five in a row. They're 6-0-1, edging the Islanders 3-2. And Carey Price was not the goalie tonight. Montoya played. He was not the goalie, but they also have a guy in their lineup now named Weber who has been a huge addition to the Montreal Canadiens. He ended up with the game-winning goal tonight, had a goal and an assist, and has been outstanding since he went from Nashville to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, he's been doing very well. You're going to hear from head coach Todd McClellan in a minute or two here, but first we have K-Jam hanging on the line. Hey, K-Jam, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, Reed. thanks for having me. It's always awesome. Um, I had uh, a bunch of thoughts, and, you know, as you listen to callers, you always you always have a couple of things. So um, I, I, something that a guy had mentioned before, he was the zone entries, he said that they're really awesome. And I think that where we're seeing some significant, uh, you know, help in the zone entries is we all knew Connor McDavid was going to do that. But I think I'm seeing a huge improvement in Nuge when he, when he takes the zone, he takes it with speed and he takes it with a plan as to what he's going to do. And if he doesn't see anything, he tries to throw it at the net at least. I think New just had some great zone entries. Um, uh, another thing that, that crossed my mind just as I was on the line is, isn't Zach Cassian a lot like what we were hoping from Ben Eager? 
it was just a thought that I had. Uh, you had a guy on that was a Cavs fan, and he was saying, you know, you make the playoffs, and then then you got to go from there. And so a Cavs fan would know. I mean, that's been one of the best teams for years and years, and they haven't really been able to make headway in the playoffs. So, I mean, disappointment can come in different ways. Making the playoffs would be huge for the Oilers, but you know, I mean, after that, you have a great season. If you if you did have a great season, you didn't make the playoffs. You know, there's always going to be something unless you win the cup. Yep. But I, what I real reason why I was calling is I called in. Uh, the, the day we made the Yak trade and that the Russell signing was rumored and I said the Yak was going to be addition by subtraction. I think that I was right there still. Um, but Chris Russell, I, I said that, that there was, I had strong suspicions he might be a tire fire in his own end and gosh was I ever wrong and I just wanted to say, I mean, it's early but that guy's been awesome and so I just wanted to leave leave those thoughts to you and, uh, and, and you, you, when you're wrong sometimes you just got to come out and say it. Yeah, no, that's fine, KJ. Thank, thanks for listening for sure. I mean, Russell's been very impressive. He uh, plays twenty twenty eight tonight. Mentioned earlier, four blocked shots, which is which is something he does does well. Um, I mean, Yakupov. I mean, look, I wish him the best. He seems to be doing pretty good in St. Louis, but I don't know if I would necessarily use addition by subtraction. But to me, it was a pretty simple formula. He didn't want to be an Edmonton Oiler, and the Edmonton Oilers didn't want him to be an Edmonton Oilers, so it was, it was it was time to move on. Rob, what what do you see from from Russell now that we've seen him, you know, seven games in that that has you know KJM and other fans thinking, hey, glad we were able to snatch this guy at the last minute. I think veteran savvy. I I don't think he gets rattled out there. And there's been a number of defensemen that have come through over the last couple of years that have been put in either first or second pairings that were playing well over their head. And it showed in their play they would get rattled because they were playing minutes they shouldn't have played against players that they shouldn't have been on the ice against. And it showed. And it hurt the Oilers. This Chris Russell signing, he's playing with Sekera. They uh, Sekera was supposed to be a first-pairing guy. Moved down into the second pairing. Works out much better. Russell's playing there. He You can put him out against anyone, feel comfortable. He can move the puck well. He skates well. Uh, he's a good penalty kicker, good block, shot blocker. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is he, just the veteran presence they have there of a guy that can move, that can get the puck into the, the hands of the forwards very, very quickly, and, and he plays without fear. And the Oilers have needed a player in their second pairing that could do that. And they finally have it now. So now you've got a top four that you're real comfortable with. And the the bottom pairing that was a little nerve-wracking to start the season have really fallen into place, too. So on the back end right now through seven games, and it's only been seven games, but it has not been a problem at all for the Edmonton Oilers. 4-1, they win it tonight. The Oilers are coached by Todd McClellan. Uh, two points in the bank. Um, lesson learned from the Buffalo uh, preparation or lack of preparation and approach to the game. We obviously didn't repeat that, so that's a, a real big step for our team and our group. Um, the ability to shut a real good power play down uh, was something that uh, we knew we'd have to do if we wanted to have any chance to win. And then just um, perseverance, sticking with it. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't al- always our game. Uh, there was about an eight or nine minute span there in the second where they were, uh, they were actively uh, on top of us and creating chances, but Cam kept us in it, and then we found a way to stick to it. And, even after they scored early in the third, I thought we responded well. So, good signs for our club. Todd, your uh, matchup with Union Hopkins on the eventual line going into tonight, why did you decide that was the right line to go ahead and head against them and just talk about how 
well, some of that is um, is what we get from the secondary matches, both D and forward. So that that comes into the plan a little bit. But uh, Nuge, there's been talk about him. You know, can he produce more offensively? He's been very tenacious defensively. Um, he's been responsible. He's quick. He plays underneath sticks. And uh, Cass is a little unpredictable with his physicality, and, and Benny um, has got the message, and he's played pretty well lately. So they, uh, the three of them have been responsible. They have the ability to, to play there. Uh, all three are penalty killers now, so if you, if you can't use your penalty killers against the top, top lines, even strength, then, then why are they penalty killing? I think he did. I think he's done that... Um, on consecutive nights um, watching was a good thing for him um, he got to work on his body a little bit and, and train um, he looks stronger um, not that you're going to get that much stronger in a few days but he looks rested he looks stronger um, he was aggressive in the game tonight um, you know part of part of his development is him feeling our belief in him um, when you're on or you think you're on a permanent tryout all year you're on eggshells and as an 18 year old that's hard so we're we're going to keep playing them we played them basically to the end and in all different situations and um i want him to feel that we believe that he's getting better and and um want him to know that we have confidence in him i think it makes a world of difference for for a young player Well, I think that that is a, a good indicator uh, because we were uh, a little bit sloppy on the face-off coverage and, and then they get the goal and um, we had a choice. We were going to sink and let them keep coming right back at us and, and maybe get to two or three or whatever they were targeting. Uh, but we settled things down again. We didn't panic. We didn't run around and we, we waited for our opportunity to attack them and, and made them pay. And, and when you get to three, you feel a lot better about it again. Well, you know, what's been interesting about our power play is we've had some glorious chances. Uh, five on three the other day with uh, the puck on Lucic's stick and uh, a few of those where you're looking almost at an open net and the goalie either makes a good save or you, uh, you're you a little bit snake bit around the net. Um, the first power play, we zipped it around. The second one, we weren't real sharp. Uh, the last one was, was good. We, we maintained possession. When we shot, we got it back. We moved it around quick. And um, inevitably, it's not a pretty play that goes in. It's a deflection, a shot, a rebound, a screen. Um, and Sakara did a good job of getting the puck through to, to Lucic and in. And uh, our power play needed that. It needed to score just to get rewarded for some of the work they've been doing. Um, we'll consider fatigue and injury and opponent. Um, the thing that we have is, is Gus has been in the league for a long time now and played that role. He knows how to carry himself. He knows how to behave. He knows how to prepare for stretches in between um, starts, long stretches. Um, Nelly last year I think had a little trouble with that, and then LB still a young, young goaltender. So uh, we feel we have a guy that can can wait a little bit and then go in and play well for us. So um, do I have a schedule yet? We're thinking about some things, but nothing uh, concrete. Uh, 
They should believe that if they do things right and they, they give each other an honest effort. We'll, we have an opportunity to beat any team in the league. Um, but you have to bring your game to the rink. And I think they're believing now in their game and thus feeling more confident about it. But it's each individual showing up uh, with his toolkit and ready to go to work. And that's where the confidence comes from. That's where the swagger comes from. That's where the wins come from. They just don't happen by accident. And uh, if you keep doing that, your belief system keeps going up and you believe that you can come from behind or you play well with leads. And that's what we're working towards. With your record right now, wins over St. Louis and Washington, is that enough for the rest of the league to take notice of what you guys are doing right now? Uh, you know what, I'm not... Uh, I don't know. I'm not worried about the rest of the league. We've got our own set of... Uh, things that we need to work on here on a daily basis. Uh, we need uh, improvement individually, collectively, pairs, situations. Uh, we need to continue to improve, so it, it really doesn't matter what the league is thinking. It's, it's, it's what's in that locker room that matters. Good night. There is head coach Todd McClellan. His Oilers win it tonight 4-1 over the Washington Capitals. As we continue with overtime open line on Oilers Radio 630 Chet, I, I thought I, I was interested in what he said there about Yesley Pugliarvi, and we were talking about him earlier. He said, we don't want to make him feel like he's on a permanent tryout. <laughs> I've been there. I know what it feels like. It is tough. It's tough when you're sitting on the bench and, and, and things aren't bouncing your way or if you make a mistake and now, oh, God, am I going to get another shift? You're apprehensive, so it changes the way you play. When you're a guy that is a, a skilled player who's played big minutes, who's played in important situations, and all of a sudden you come to a team where you're, you're not as important as, as you were in the past and you think, oh, I can't make a mistake because I want to get another shift. It's hard to play that way. And I like the fact that Tom McCullen talked about he played throughout the game. You know, in the last three minutes, four minutes of a hockey game that was still a close hockey game against a very good team, he was still out there. So he was able to uh, respond well when he was put in those situations. So I, I don't know if a, a full decision has been made yet on what's going to happen with him for this season but they're giving him an opportunity. I mean, every game he's played, he's been playing with a centerman that can play. He's, been, he's, not, he's not getting fourth-line minutes where he's getting six minutes a night with a couple other guys that are just a couple of plumbers are going to throw the puck in. He's not going to have success there. He's a, a goal scorer, and he needs to play with offensive players, and he's done that. And you said tonight's game he was better, and he was better than in the past. There's still big strides he has to make, but they're giving him the opportunity to make those strides. Oilers win at 4-1 over the Capitals. Still ahead, you will hear from Caps coach Barry Trotz, who won the Jack Adams Trophy last season. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with two assists is on the way as well. And we have open phone line 780-496-0063. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Former NHLer Rob Brown along for the ride as well. We are in Rogers Place, high above. Well, I see other people. We're not the last two people in the building, Rob. Seriously? I saw there's a guy walking over there. Hello! And, and the Zamboni driver. 
This is like the third time he's done the ice since we've been here. Well, you got to polish it up. Although, I I think he's just actually learning how to drive because he's not, there's no wet water coming out of it. Maybe it's a lesson. I think it is. Does he have a little in-training sticker on the back of the Zamboni? I think he's trying to steal it. He just can't get off (laughs) the ice. He doesn't know which door to go out. We had that problem first couple weeks here. Uh, I do want to mention in terms of our uh, sports coverage on Friday on 6.30, Chet, it's going to be pretty fun. 3.30 in the afternoon, David Morley from Hamilton, pregame show for the Eskimos. 5 o'clock, the play-by-play starts with the Eskimos at the Tiger Cats. And then as soon as the Eskimos game ends, we'll go into our Oilers coverage for the Oilers and the Canucks on Friday. That game starts at 8, and then Rob and I will do overtime open line after the game. So basically, like, from 3.30 to midnight, we'll be talking sports for you on uh, Friday. So that'll be pretty fun. That'll be a fun night. Jason Strudwick, incorrect tonight, though close. Uh, we have a first goal of the game contest. Jason Strudwick, incorrect tonight. You can just say <laughs> Jason Strudwick, incorrect. It fits just about any night. I give him credit for picking Chris Russell, and then the listener, David, went along with the celebrity suggestion, if we can call Jason that, and he took Chris Russell. Yes. And uh, Russell had the first good scoring chance for the Oilers in the game, but could, couldn't quite connect. That's, that's a fun one. Actually, J- uh, Jason's first pick was Yaroslav Pozar, <laughs> but then we said, well, maybe just pick a current oiler. <laughs> anyway. That was funny. I love Struts. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, we're happy. Oilers fans are happy. I'm guessing Capitals coach Barry Trotz, not happy. Barry, it's been a, quite a long time since you guys are sitting on back-to-back regulation losses. What are you not seeing from your guys as a group right now? Well, you know, today was, uh, you know, the, the game. You look at the look at the goals. The first two goals, we win an offensive faceoff. It ends up in our net. Um, you know, we just need a little more, little more push from the whole group. Um, you know, we're going to have to get a little more greasy, get some of those greasy goals. And then, uh, you know, I thought we we jump back. Obviously, got a quick goal in the third. Uh, I get right back in there, feeling pretty good. And then we give up another uh, goal off the rush there, where they they, they bumped it in and and. Uh, they didn't go the distance on a couple guys, and they get a they get a rebound and stick it in the net. So, just uh, I thought today, uh, you know, we we just we're playing, and we we've got we've got another level in our game, uh, so that we're winning a few more battles. We're getting a little more greasy, getting a little more opportunity, and then we you know there's parts of our game. I I thought you know we're going to have to get the uh, both our special teams uh, going. I know it's a small sample, as I said this morning, but we're, we're going to, you know, they have to, you know, those key moments when we are still in the game, we've got to recognize those moments and we're not recognizing those moments right now. And, um, no, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we didn't play well enough to win. It seemed like five on five, you had a decent amount of zone time. Yeah. You had lines that were uh, cycling the puck and working it down low. Was it lack of execution or not getting enough pucks to the net? No, no, it wasn't lack of execution. I mean, we had, we had, you know, you, when I do the chances tonight, I'll probably have, we'll probably have more chances, but those chances don't, don't, they don't count. I mean, they really don't count. They only, that's why this scoreboard is just for goals. So. Uh, we got a, you know, we get a chance to stick the puck in the net. Let's stick it in the net. If we get a chance to, you know, get a big kill, we need a big kill. If we need a, a, a you know, a power play to change the game, we need to find a way. We need a big save. You know, I didn't think we got any of that today. 
on those two early power plays, it seemed like you guys had a lot of zone time, live chances. Yeah. I mean, do you see that as a missed opportunity? Where well, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we, they were our missed opportunities. I mean, we had, we had some chances, uh, but we, you know, we didn't find the back of the net. They did, you know. So if you on the five on five game, they beat us on the scoreboard. On the in the special teams, uh, they beat us on the scoreboard. So. What are you seeing with the penalty kill? Obviously, allowed another. Well, we got to we got to get some of those blocks. I mean, we got to be in those lanes a little bit better, and we got to get the timely save too. So, uh, all that's not really there right now. All right, there's a generally unimpressed Washington Capitals coach Barry Trotz saying, "Well, it's great, we had chances." The scoreboard only counts goals. I love that line. Sometimes we need to remember that. I think when we're when we're watching these games, uh, it, it was funny. I mean, uh, he's he's a lot like Todd. When they when they talk, they're they're honest and they tell you what they see, and and it's refreshing. It's you're not just getting sound bites. You're actually getting what they actually saw in there, why they lost, why they won, why the team did what it did, and it's kind of uh, the insider's version of. Uh, uh, of the NHL. You're seeing what the coaches are, are really seeing and, and telling you about it. Well, and, and one line you know you hear around the ranks too is the NHL is not a tri-league. And I mean he's kind of saying that it's like, well, great, we we had some chances, but it's uh, they they don't add up they don't add up the chances at the end of the night. They add up the goals. So you have to execute. The Oilers were able to do that tonight. They beat Washington 4-1. Scrub says, any word on the timeline for Davidson? I can say in general there's no definite timeline for the injured guys, but they're all out still weeks. We're looking into November before anybody is back. So we'll see uh, how that shakes up here as we move along. All right, uh, Rob, we're going to get to Ryan Nugent Hopkins here in, in a second. The, the Oilers now are 6-1. and one. That's their best record after seven games since they were also 6-1 and one in 85-86. We knew the schedule... You know, if the and we always say, well, it could be an advantage. It's only an advantage if you take advantage. We had we last couple of years, you and I were doing these broadcasts and looking at home stands and saying, well, well, maybe, and then they'd lose every game or or win once. So, you know, they have six out of their first nine at home in October. Uh, only two were against teams that made the playoffs last year. Now, the encouraging thing is they beat both those teams in terms of beating St. Louis and Washington. As we move along here, and they go. Road Vancouver, home Ottawa, and then start a five-game road trip in Toronto. So that's going to be another seven-game set with six away. So do you look at okay, they got to win four out of the seven? Or are you looking more at uh, effort and detail? How? Do, what? What's your approach to the next stretch? Well, I don't even think. I mean, if if you're looking from the Oilers' point of view, they're looking at one game. Uh, and that's all they're looking. They're not looking, okay, we have a seven-game stretch. Here's what we have to do. We have to win this many games. We have to get this many points. I, I think they're simply taking it one, one game at a time. This is not a team that has been flush with success over the last number of years. So they can't say, okay, for us to be a playoff team, we've got to get six out of the next eight points, or we've got to get eight of the next 12 points. They, they can't do that because it's uncharted territory for them. So right now... It's about going out each and every game and putting their A effort forward. And A effort is not just effort, but it's it's discipline, it's little things, it's uh, details, things like that. And each game, get a little better at it. So tonight's game, there's probably they probably played a good 50 minutes in the game. As, as Todd McClellan said, there was a 10-minute spurt in the second where they weren't great. So next game, maybe 52 minutes, 54 Try to find that perfect game. And no coach will ever tell you that you had a perfect game, but we up here can be a little more 
uh, lenient on what the team, what we saw from the team. So, yeah, I think they, I don't know if you can really say in the next seven games what they need to do. I think they just simply got to go into Vancouver, take care of that, and then work out on the game after that against Ottawa. That'll be a fun one against the Canucks. Ryan Nugent Hopkins able to hit the score sheet with two assists tonight. He now has four on the season. Still looking for that first goal, but he was named tonight's third star. Here he is. They both try to find him and make plays, and um, you just got to try to uh, keep the puck away from him in, yeah. in good spots. And um, I think uh, RD did a really good job tonight of closing and uh, not giving too much at the blue line. You only had the one there where it was like... Adam maybe stumbled a bit in front of the net and Obi dug in there with those 240 pounds and got it in. Yeah, when he's got his whole body uh, going somewhere, it's tough to tough to stop that he's a, a big, strong guy. So um, it was just a, a loose one sitting there, I guess. I didn't really see exactly <coughs> how it happened. But, um, <coughs> yeah, I think for the most part, we did a pretty good job of uh, limiting uh, other top guys. 57% the face off yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to get rewarded. I think sometimes, uh, um, I mean, it can go either way. There's a lot of 50-50 draws that uh, go either way, but uh, when your whole team's involved and uh, winning them, it's definitely uh, uh, good confidence for, for not just the centers but the whole group. You said today that despite the fact maybe the points weren't coming, you felt you were playing well. Todd gives you the matchup of Ovechkin. Is that maybe an indication from him that you know his belief in, in your guys' line as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it's uh, uh, he, he's showing confidence in us, and uh, we definitely, uh, when we get an opportunity like that, we can't just throw it away. And uh, tonight we did a pretty good job of uh, um, taking advantage of it and not giving him too much. And uh, it was definitely uh, nice to get on the score scoreboard at a uh, good time there. Sort of a stalemate until you have that end to end rush there uh, to set up Pouliot. What were you seeing on that play? Um, well, I kind of. Uh, the D didn't. He had a pretty good gap on me, but he uh, had to turn at some point. So I just tried to um, see when he was going to turn and uh, take it to the inside because I knew Pooh was driving hard there. And um, then once I got inside, I just tried to shoot, and uh, yeah, it, was, it was lucky enough to go off his foot. I think. When they close it to <clears> two one nine seconds into the third period, that's we've seen a lot of times where the Oilers just sort of wilt at that point. Uh, obviously, that wasn't the case this time. You, you sense a different team. Uh, for sure. I mean, the, the whole bench didn't get down or anything. I mean, uh, uh, we stayed positive. We stayed up on the bench, and uh, it, was, it was a huge goal to, to come back against a team like that. I mean, uh, when they get rolling, they, they are tough to stop. So um, if you can put a put an end to it by, uh, again, one quick, then uh, it definitely gives confidence to our group. Now you'd be the same. Reed, that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers' dressing room. Nugent Hopkins, two assists, and the Oilers get by the Washington Capitals 4-1. They have won four straight and they are 6-1 and one on the season. Uh, Steve says, what's the status on our backup goalie? I, I assume he's uh, talking about, well, Gustafson is the backup goalie who uh, got hurt last week against Buffalo. He missed a couple of games. He has been back on the bench. And the way Talbot is going, I, I don't expect Gustafson to play until the first weekend in November. What is that, November 5th and 6th? when they have back-to-back games on that road trip. I, I mean, they play uh, they play Friday, they play Sunday, they play Tuesday, Thursday. I, I'd give Talbot the next four starts, maybe even the next five, but but that weekend, the fifth and sixth, I, I don't see Gustafson playing before that because I just think Talbot is playing well enough. He deserves to keep playing. All right. 
Tell you what, you can get more by going to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. we got write-ups there. All the post-game audio is posted, and you can also read about a brand-new initiative the Oilers launched today, the Little Oilers program for youth to grow the game of hockey. Applications to be a part of it are now open at EdmontonOilers.com. The alumni coaches will include Jason Strudwick, Fernando Pisani, and Jeff Delorier. I want to thank our engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler. Our studio producer back at 6.30, Jed, is Kellen Kennedy. Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 9. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers over the Capitals, 4-1. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.